welcome to the Folklore's Podcast. Wow. Wow. Here we are. Here we sit. Here we sit. A mere week since the red re-recording has been given to us. And we have to let you guys know, Laura and I did maybe the hardest thing we've ever done perhaps the hardest okay so we were separated when (laughs) sorry you can hear my boyfriend hacking up along in the other room okay all right um he got his booster everyone get your booster everyone get your booster everyone get your booster get boosted so yes we were tragically separated on when this came out so we were like we need to we just can't we can't not experience it together exactly we can't experience it on our own so we will wait we will not mm-hmm. listen to anything we will not watch any of the you know short film mm-hmm. music videos nothing. performances literally nothing avoid not social media read our, yeah avoid, <laughs> hide in a hole literally just to radio silence until we are reunited on monday yes and so, experience it together. So, like, that is what we did Monday night, which was very fun. It was so fun to just we, like, dive into it all. We just di- we spent the whole night mm-hmm. just catching up on content. It was amazing. And it was amazing. Obviously, it was, like, so hard to wait, but at the same time, it was nice to have everything all together, even, like, yes. I bet you think about me, you know, music exactly. video, which had come out that morning. Exactly. Everything, like, you love to just sink, you, sink you into an era, if you will. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, so what do you think, Laura? How should we structure this? Shall we discuss, like, the vault tracks first? Mm. I mean, I feel like we're definitely gonna... We're gonna spend a lot of time on the vault tracks and the two music videos, for sure. Because yeah. that's the real meat. Right. Meat of the issue. I feel like, you know, maybe we start with just kind of like a ge- general rollout of this era mm, okay you know mm-hmm. overview of this time in taylor history if yes, you will yeah um well we talked about how this was interesting because unlike the fearless re-recordings in which she released like three singles mm-hmm. like love story and then you all over me and mr perfectly fine right. there were no mm-hmm. singles released for this so right it was like, I mean, she announced the track list and everything, but nothing came out before literally right. everything dropped. Right. Except for Wildest Dreams. <laughs> Except for Wildest Dreams. Exactly. Yeah. So that is just fascinating mm-hmm. in and of itself. I mean, as we were discussing previously, not on the pod, like the only times she's ever done that before were Folklore and Evermore. Mm-hmm. where she didn't release anything. I mean, mm-hmm. she teased, I guess she did tease a couple on, like, TikTok or Instagram, whatever, like, clips. Mm. But, like, nothing that you could have really... Right. You know, like, 10 seconds of I Knew Your Trouble is not, right. like, really giving a whole lot. Right. right. And no vault track, like, right. teases right. at all. And, yeah, just even, like, the red stuff in general, like, obviously she announced... Like, the track list was, like, all scrambled up, and Mm -hmm. you had to, like, decode it. Mm -hmm. But then, other than just, like, a couple of TikToks, there was really very little, like, promo and stuff. Promo. I know. It's so interesting. I mean, obviously, she did a lot of promo this past week when it came out, and, like, doing SNL and going on, like, Jimmy Fallon and whatever, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, which was, I mean, yeah, it's so interesting, because leading up to Fearless, I feel like 
in comparison, she was giving a lot of energy. Mm. But then in terms of the release week, she gave like 110,000 more to Red mm-hmm. coming out yeah. than Fearless coming out. Yeah, I don't know if part of that was because Fearless was the first one, like mm-hmm. trying to get people to make sure, you know. Right. Like I mean, doing more is, beforehand, whereas this very... time people knew it was happening. I don't yeah. know. It's very, I feel like it is very like Taylor to do a lot of like heavy promo before. Mm-hmm. I mean. Definitely historically. Right. So I feel like with Fearless, yeah, she was kind of like getting back into that mm-hmm. after coming off of no promo with mm-hmm. Folklore and Evermore. But I honestly, like, you know, more and more I prefer when people don't, like, release singles yeah. before an album. Well, we've, we've talked about that, like, it's, and, and I get it, it's like the whole new, like, because of streaming and artists right. have to do all these different things to try to get people to listen. So it's, it's not that I'm even, like, faulting the artist. No, but I'm not either. But this yeah. new way of, like, yeah, I'm going to have an album that's 11 songs and release five of them beforehand. I know. It's so Like, annoying. we hate that. And so, like, a lot of times, Laura and I will, like, listen to, like, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, we're, like, not going to listen to these mm-hmm. until the album because right. otherwise... You just feel so shortchanged. You're right. Like, it's like not getting an album. Right. Or especially when it's like an EP. Mm-hmm. And the EP has five songs and they've released three of them. Right. It's like... So yeah, yeah it no. doesn't feel like anything more significant than just getting like another right. track. Right. So I, I agree. Like, I, I definitely prefer less of the like slowly... Like, I'd rather just get it all mm-hmm. at once for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the... Just the literal re-recordings of, like, the regular album. Mm-hmm. Not not too much super of note. Again, like, mm-hmm. she's definitely trying to keep them as kind of faithful to the original. Because yeah. that's the point. Right. Like, we were talking about even on, like, Stay, Stay, Stay. Mm-hmm. Like, the little <laughs> part at the end where she's like, that's so fun. Yeah. Like, you know, she right. kept she in. Because she was yeah. like... Because that's how it is. Because that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing super significant. We were talking about how... Like, when I was first listening to, like, the standard album re-recordings, it mm-hmm. is funny because her voice does sound much older. Right. Which is interesting because there are certain songs on this album that I think really benefit from her sounding kind of young. Mm-hmm. Like, We Are Never Getting Back Together mm-hmm. and 22, and even, like, yeah. I Knew You Were Trouble. Yeah. Like, her sounding young kind of fits with... It fits the mood and It the fits the mood, yeah. and, and it sounds a little bit on the re-recordings, like... She's like too old to mm-hmm. be singing this, mm-hmm. but not that it like sounds bad. No, it's it just doesn't different. Sound bad. It's just yeah, yeah. There's, it's just a different energy. I will say like, listening to it more like, just as a full album, kind of almost like in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it feels more similar than Fearless even, mm. and it's just kind of like, I don't know. It yeah. just feels enough the same mm-hmm. that I'm not like. Like, I think the difference of her voice on original Fearless to now is understandably more drastic because right. she's right. even younger. Right. And so, and it was the first re recording, so maybe we just felt it more then mm-hmm. too, but we were like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Kind of this, like, this, I don't know, this, this spark of it all right. has been right. lost. Right. Right. And we're like more, we kind of knew what to expect mm-hmm. with this one a little bit more. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, the only thing that I feel like, 
of the standard album that's different, as we've discussed, mm-hmm. is Girl at Home. Yeah, what's happening with okay, Girl at Home? Okay, so Girl at Home <laughs> has completely new production, and, I, like, I don't know why. I know, it's crazy. It's, like, very much more pop mm-hmm. like it sounds like it could be on like 1989 or mm-hmm. something it's like very like synthy it's so it's so funny. it's just like, so why it's so why? interesting because like and it's cool i mean i like the original girl at home i like this new production but it's it's the only one that truly sounds very different mm-hmm. and i don't like, i don't I just know. don't get it like okay, i wait, don't let's get see it. if like it has a different producer or something okay yeah. so but if so, why would it? You know, it's just such a crazy thing for her to do. To the I don't literal know. last. It's the last bonus track of the original, right? Is, Is that the it? order? No. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. But just a crazy <laughs> thing. Like, it's just crazy. And it's funny, too, because while Audrey likes Girl at Home, I do not. So I've barely... Okay, different producer. Different producer. Okay. But why? Did the original producer only produce Girl at Home? No. The original producer was Nathan Chapman, who did a lot. State of Grace, Red, like and tons was he of brought back for this on other tracks? Let's see. Let's do it. Let's see. Okay. And I know that he's someone that did, like, did a ton of her producing for a lot of, like, her early the stuff. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. No. He wasn't brought back? Do you think he, like, died? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he wasn't that. brought back at all. Maybe he's, like, so there too was deep in... in Scott's pocket or something. Okay, let's Wow, see. I love when we just I know. make a discovery when we, when live. When we discover something live on the pod, <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, well, yeah, so that's really interesting. Interesting. All right, we've, Wait, we're so on his Wikipedia, not that? dead. So not dead. I mean, glad. I mean... Um, my best guess, then, is he's, like, a hardcore, like, Scott dude. And so she won't, like, fuck with him. Okay. But, what like... What happens it, if I Google, why isn't Nathan Chapman <laughs> on Red re-recording? Has anyone has, tapped Is anyone this? talking about this? <laughs> like, okay. I would die. Okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> Swift has never given a reason for Chapman's absence, but fans suspect it may involve his relationship with her former record label. He still yep. produces songs for artists on Swift's former label, mm. Big Machine Records. But but that's still interesting because, so yes, I guess he didn't do the Fearless re-recordings either. Mm. But that's also interesting though because, so obviously he did a bunch of songs in the original Red. Right. But so, so then she had someone else do it for and, the re-recordings. And still match the original. And still match the original. But, but girl, girl at home, she's like, let's I know, take a so new route. It's so funny. Well, I was going to say... I have and this barely person ever... didn't do any other songs except for Girl at Home. Interesting. I guess maybe she just decided to go rogue with it. But why? Like, like give us answers. I when I heard it the first time, I literally had to go to Audrey and be like, "This is different, right?" <laughs> because I had barely ever listened to the original. Because I'm not a Girl at Home fan. Mm. But okay, well, this is interesting. Oh, so, this girl did it? Yes, it's this girl, Elvira, the Swedish producer. Who also did... She did the remix of Willow, which I like that remix. Mm-hmm. But you and know what else she did Taylor's is version. Message in a Bottle. Wait, did she? Yeah. Which we'll be getting to. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, okay. it's cool that so, like, yeah, she's this just, girl's like, giving like, her some love. Yeah. You know? Like, okay. cool. All right. Um... 
but yeah it's so funny yeah i'm just like i think more than anything i'm just surprised at why taylor would do that mm-hmm. because as we've discussed and as she said like the point is for the re-recordings right. to be but it as is a bonus exact. track so yeah. it, there's less stakes it's not for like sure. she was like let me completely redo like state of grace or for something. sure but yeah it's but yeah really it is funny. weird that's so interesting about that that dude though i mean it it makes sense i'll be curious to see if there's anyone else i mean i did like google him. why does girl at home sound different on re-recordings and google says there's no matches for my search so <laughs> okay yeah the people aren't talking. the people aren't talking that's okay um so yeah fascinating choice yeah um other other things of note are that she includes ronin mm-hmm. on on this version which i love that song yeah yeah um so that's that's nice and i do feel like it it fits well with mm-hmm. with the album and just For like sure. the sound and everything For sure. yeah um but yeah and then obviously kind of they're they're not vault tracks but kind of considering them with the vault tracks are better man and babe mm-hmm. which are songs that she wrote I guess during this time, but then eventually gave to other artists. Right. Better Man, which she gave to Little Big Town, and Babe, which she gave to Sugarland. Right. Um, and I love having her versions mm-hmm. because I I like the songs by the other artists, but like obviously like them a thousand billion times yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, versions. I when we listened to the vault tracks together the first time, I was like oh, I guess I've maybe heard Better Man once mm-hmm. because I didn't know any of the verses. I sort of knew the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly one of my favorite mm-hmm. in this group of new songs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But when it came out with Little Big Town or whatever, like I right. was like, this right. means nothing to me. Right. Sorry, Little Big Town. It's also interesting because Better Man... Her version is very similar to their version. Mm. Babe, it's obviously similar, but the whole part that's like, what about your promises, yeah. promises, like isn't in their version at all. Which is my favorite part. I love that part too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But okay, so before we get into the vault tracks, mm-hmm. we're, shall, shall we do our, our segment? Let's, let's do so it. So we're going to do it obviously just like our faves now because... It's only now. That's, it is the moment. It is only the present. <laughs> all right. Faves forever and always... Would you like to start us off? Okay, I will. so are we are we including Better Man and Babe, or no? Um, I say we include them, but are we including all two well ten minute version as well? Well, okay, no, because like it's we obvious can't. we're gonna pick that right. if we include that. Okay, right. so let's not include that. I mean, if you don't want to include Better Man or Babe, we don't have to. <laughs> I see you okay. don't want to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if we're including Better Man and Babe, then my fave is Babe. Okay. If we are not including those, then I would say my fave is, it's really a toss-up between Nothing New and I Bet You Think About Me. Mm. If Phoebe Bridgers wasn't on Nothing New, I would say Nothing New. Not because I don't like Phoebe Bridgers. I do. No shade. But mm. I just, like, want it to be just Taylor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that one. Okay. But I Bet You Think About Me is a very close second. Yeah. What about you? If we're including, well, but also Better Man and Babe, so. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. If we're including Better Man and Babe, my favorite is Better Man. Mm-hmm. If we're not including those, my favorite is Nothing New. Mm. So. It's funny. It's, like, funny to me that you like Better Man so much. I know. It's funny to me, too. 
I'm full of surprises. You are full. <laughs> you are full of surprises. You know, life is ever changing. Yeah, life is ever changing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, any any thoughts? Like, like, what should we? How should we even? Shall we just discuss the ball tracks? Uh, yeah, I feel like okay. we just like go down the track okay. list. Okay. So, so starting with Betterman. <laughs> starting with Betterman. Yeah. So something crazy about Betterman <laughs> is Taylor said that she on the original Red album it was between All Too Well and Betterman as crazy. to what would make the cut for the final album version. Crazy. Crazy. She's like these are equal. I mean again we we love Betterman. We are, Better Man, we are giving tell. love to Betterman. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that she's like I'll compare it to All Too Well and one of these will make the cut. Crazy. Crazy. It makes literally no sense to me. Like, I guess she just means they have, like, similar messages, but so many of the songs have that message. Right. So, like, I don't really... Right. Yeah. And and it's so interesting, too, because she said so many times that All Too Well is her favorite mm-hmm. on Red. Yeah. So to have it be in the running with this other song... She really does like this other song, though, because yeah. remember when Little Big Town did it and then won mm-hmm. like the CMA for so it happy. and she did that video about mm-hmm. it and she was like so happy. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure that was also just very cool for her because it was for like sure. an example of her writing a song and her name isn't even like she's not even the one singing it and yet it right. still like had such a big mm-hmm. impact. Yeah. But she, but she definitely really likes that mm-hmm. song. It's interesting because I think we talked about this on another episode but like I'm. I was surprised when she said that she wrote Better Man during the red time mm-hmm. because lyrically it's very mature to mm-hmm. me. That I'm. I just would have thought she wrote it later. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that is I wonder. Like, it would just be very cool to know kind of like the order that she wrote them mm-hmm. in because All Too Well, for example, is like she wrote that when she was on tour for Speak Now. Mm-hmm. And maybe Better Man, she wrote, like, way later in the right, process. Right. Or, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it would just be interesting to know where some of these fall. Like, as we get into more vault tracks, like, mm-hmm. there's some that I feel like were very early on versus others maybe weren't as much. Like, right. obviously, it's, like, hard to know. But I think if she, you know, if she started writing the album while she was still touring Speak Now, mm-hmm. like by the time we then get to like when she's like i don't know actually recording recording mm-hmm. red right there was like a good amount of time in between well okay so here's a question for you mm-hmm. do, do you think better man is about jake i was gonna ask you the same question about babe babe is definitely not about jake that's how because i feel as well there is nothing there is no evidence no to evidence. suggest that he cheated on her Mm-hmm. Like, there were other issues, but yeah. Babe is, like, about cheating. Right. So Which, I just... Yeah, we'll get to... We'll get to... Yeah. Who we're that jumping could possibly be about. But better man... But I better know. Man, I kind of don't, weirdly. Like, it just doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't have the same energy to me that, like... Like, all the other songs about Jake, just they, they have such the same... You can just, like, tell right away. Like, it's the mm-hmm. same... Comes from the same place. And yeah. Better Man just doesn't feel like that. I mean, I really like it, but one, it does feel more generic to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's about, like, Joe Jonas. I mean, it just feels too good to be about Joe Jonas. <laughs> like, 
I, don't I mean, know. who else could it be about? Well, you know what I was well, thinking about? Okay, with Babe. Mm-hmm. So we know that, like, around this time of Red, she had also had her relationship with Connor Kennedy because, like, Begin Again is about mm-hmm. him and, like, Stay, Stay, Stay. And, like, unless, of course, those songs are about Diana and Connor was a ploy. Okay. Let's keep it in conversation. Okay, let's keep it in conversation. Continue. But anyway. Continue. <laughs> but so I'm like, okay, well, maybe Babe, as you're saying, was a song that, like, was one of the last songs she wrote mm-hmm. for Red. And, like, maybe Connor did something fucked up. Mm. And that's, like, about him. Or Diana. Or whoever. Right. Because, again, sorry to jump ahead, but Babe is not about Jake. Like, no. I just really no. don't think that. I don't think so either. Better Man Better could man, go either way. I mean, I pulled up the lyrics. Okay. There's... There are some lines that I guess sort of do make the case for Jake, like, I mean, the first line when she's like, I know I'm probably better off on my own than loving a man who didn't know what mm-hmm. he had when he had it, which is very right. similar to I Bet You Think About Me. Right. She's and like, like, we are never getting back together. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's true. That's a very, like, Jake line. Mm-hmm. Um, it also could make the case, like, even because, as I've said, like, I'm like, it's interesting to me that around this era, like, I know this is funny, but she's using the word man. <laughs> like, because yeah. she just hasn't really done that before. Mm-hmm. Because, like, frankly, like, she's been dating boys. Right. And, like, she's young. Yeah. So, like, the even to, like, refer to him as, like, a man could be, like, a little bit of a dig of, like, you think you're so much, mm-hmm. you you act like you're so much more mature than me and older than mm-hmm. me and you look down on me, you know? And that he was older. Yeah, And, right. like, that was even more of a force in their relationship than mm-hmm. we knew until right. now. Um, I mean, okay, verse two, I know I'm probably, probably better off alone than needing a man who could change his mind at any given minute. Mm-hmm. That also fits with we yeah. are never getting back together and I wonder kind of the general is... back and forth on right. off story we have about her and Jake. Right. It it also I'm wondering if you're right that it's more that maybe she wrote this after she had after she had much more distance mm-hmm. from the situation. Mm-hmm. Like all too well, like you can tell she's so re- so in it. Yeah. But yeah. if this is like has more distance and she's looking back and she's like man, if you had been better, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. maybe that's what's making it feel like, oh, this can't be about Jake because it doesn't have that same, mm-hmm. like, rawness. But mm-hmm. if if she had, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I, so, I feel okay. like that. Okay. Especially now with the the fuller picture we have of stuff with Jake, having, like, the 10-minute version of All Too Well and everything, right. like, which we'll obviously get to. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel confident enough mm-hmm. classifying this as a Jake song. Yes. Given the I think a Jake song with some distance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nothing new. Nothing new. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This song cuts deep. This song cuts deep. This song really reminds me of there's an interview that she did earlier this year, I think, because Rolling Stone included mm-hmm. Red as like one of its like top albums ever or whatever. Yeah. And so she's like talking about the album and she was talking about how insecure she was about the mm. fact that she was like I feel like people were getting tired of me or like I was doing the same shtick and like people didn't care up. as much yeah. mm-hmm. and she's talked about that in promo like for the re-recordings as well um and so this song really is about that mm-hmm. and we were talking about how like it's similar to the lucky one in terms of like theme but this we were saying like I think why this wasn't on the original is like it's too raw 
Literally, like yeah. I think that it was like this is too vulnerable mm-hmm. for you to like show absolutely. people. Absolutely, like whether she decided that or her label or whatever. Right, like, it's too. And to be honest, like I think it hits even more now. Yeah, I think if this had been on the original, like obviously it would have been very mm-hmm. intense, but like it's it's just so much more powerful now, knowing all that she's done. Since then, now she's actually even older than she was when she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's still... I mean, we we got this from, like, Miss Americana and things like that, too, where, like, this is a real fear she has. Oh, yeah. Of becoming irrelevant, mm-hmm. having people not care anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, obviously, we as the fans keep proving time and time again, we do care. We do care. And we still want the content. Yeah. And we still want the songs. Yeah. But... You know, understandably, it's a very, like, ever-present fear mm-hmm. and anxiety for her, I think. And so, yeah, having this song that's, like, so intense and so powerful that she wrote, you know, like, ten years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Having it still be so mm-hmm. relevant. It's crazy, too, because, like, again, the lyrics are so good. Mm-hmm. And especially compared to the other Vault songs, like... It's just so clear that it's, like, when she has something real that she's mm-hmm. writing about. You can tell. You can tell. Because, yeah. like, it's just so much more above the rest mm-hmm. than, like, you know? Like, yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I think another, like, small reason this maybe didn't make the cut in the first go-around is because she talks about drinking. And she never yeah. sang about drinking. Yeah. She never sang about drinking, really, until Reputation. Reputation. Um, so it was too early for all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it also, you know, she says 22 and there's a song 22, right. of course, completely different vibes. Right. But as we'll get into with some, several of these tracks, there are really similar lines yes. or images or whatever that also sort of explain perhaps why they weren't on the right. original. Right, right, right. Um, what because I it would have been, like, redundant. Exactly. What I will say about the Phoebe Bridgers feature, I also am a fan. I'm happy she's on the song. And also, this is the most another woman has ever sung on a Taylor song. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm honestly here for it. Yeah. I'm like, if you have the feature, give them a verse. Yeah. Because that's the right thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm glad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Babe. Wait, oh wait, can I say oh. one other thing about Nothing New? Oh, please. Okay. The part where she's like, I know someday I'm going to meet her, the kind of radiance you only have at 17, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What do you think Olivia Rodrigo felt when she yeah, heard I that? know, I know. <laughs> I like, know. I'm like, it hits more because Olivia's on the scene, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. And just, it's yeah, like, Olivia, and just like all those. I mean, I, I do think, again, like Taylor having. Taylor now being 10 years removed from when she wrote this mm-hmm. and also having like frankly just proved her fears in this song wrong right. so many times right. now mm-hmm. that like I do think that she I'm sure she has some feeling of this mm-hmm. a little bit but I do think it's like much less mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I know it's, it's just you know anyway what about your promises promises yeah, I I love this. I mean, I love the original 
version, um, but obviously love this one more. And yeah, I just yeah, I love this one. Yeah, this one. I mean, I definitely like this version more than the original. It's still not a, a fave fave of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were saying before, I like what she did with like the promises, promises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning mm-hmm. and throughout. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't think this is a Jake one. I don't know I don't who get the vibe. this is yeah. about, but... I don't know what it's about. I don't know. Maybe it's about no... Maybe it's about no... Maybe. But it's, as we've said, it's powerful lyrics. It's uh, powerful lyrics. You know. Message in a bottle. Okay, so message in a bottle <laughs> is bad. I will say, in general, and I know this is... this is n- So not, not counting, like, Better Man and Babe... Mm-hmm. I think that these vault tracks, and not counting all too well 10 minute, right, right. these vault tracks are worse than the Fearless vault tracks, which is kind of shocking to me. Because yeah, I just thought these vault tracks would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not changed by them, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, I like, you know, I bet, I definitely like, I bet you think about me, like, mm-hmm. nothing new. And the other ones I, I feel fine about, mm-hmm. but I, I really just don't like these very much i would say i like them more than the fearless ones Mm. but i i never really grabbed onto any of the fearless ones Mm. i like the fearless ones yeah yeah i mean i liked the fearless ones but these i mean without a few as we'll get to but like i definitely like some of these more but even without like better man and babe if we okay, so if we take out Better Man and Babe, I mean, I I agree with you that like, I guess for me, I would say if we take out Better Man and Babe and not counting Nothing New, and I bet you think about me because those are definitely stronger yes. in my mind than oh, any of the Fearless oh. Ball tracks and these. Like, I don't know that I'd say they're stronger than the Fearless ones, but I they're definitely stronger than the other ones of these. I think. I think they're stronger than the Fearless ones, and I think the other, the remaining vault tracks on Red are on par with the Fearless ones. Mm. Excusing Message in a Bottle, which is trash. Okay, Message in a Bottle is so bad, and like the production is insane. Okay, the production is insane. It sounds like the song is on crack. Like, like literally, when we it first started listening to we it, like, Laura and I were like, oh. like Like, what is this see that's the thing that's so interesting about this one is do i think it would make waves if it had better production no but would it be tolerable yes whereas how it is right now you just gotta skip i mean yeah but even so like i would be the one that you keep 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 keep. (laughs) like it's 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 bad it's bad it's what's crazy like when we were listening to it we're like i can't even believe this is like a taylor swift song like Mm -hmm. Like, it just sounds like a bad, like, pop song that's given to some Disney girl to sing mm-hmm. that, like, no one put any effort into writing. Absolutely. Which is, like, well, what's, crazy. Well, no, it's so crazy. I mean, what is worth noting is this is the very first song that Taylor did with Max Martin and Shellback. Right. So, so, so that she, obviously shows. Yes. But I wonder if it was, like, I mean, just the fact that they were all working together for the first time, for one, for two, right. her first real, like, pop song. Right, exactly. Like, like maybe, right. She's with these two new, like, totally. huge, big-name people. It, it definitely gives it like, context. Yeah, 
for it being like, okay, this was like the first the pancake. The warm-up round. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like, the yeah. first pancake. Yes, exactly. Um, um, and so then I obviously get like her wanting to include it on the vault. Mm-hmm. Because like, again, her working with them on like 22 and I knew you were trouble and whatever, like is such a thing that was different about Red mm-hmm. and such a force on Red that and her being like... such a... Right. Her yeah. being like, this was the first one we did. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. For sure. But... It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and as we've discussed too, like the order of the vault tracks mm-hmm. is crazy because mm-hmm. it's like you have like Better Man, Nothing New, Babe, and then you have Message in a Bottle. And then you have I Bet You Think About Me. And it's like, wait. It's crazy. But also, as we've said off there, it does kind of mimic the the up and downness yes. of Red the album as a whole the genre like, hopping all too well twenty two right <laughs> like it's right. like you go on glide around you do um yeah so I think I've listened to Message in a Bottle all the way through maybe twice to be honest I've listened to it a couple times and like yeah it's I mean just, it's like obviously like any song it is better the more you listen to it because you're like course. more used to it but it's not good no. I bet you think about me, however. It's It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. This is really a very fun one. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because it's it's like the sassy version of I Almost Mm -hmm. Do, which Mm -hmm. is fun. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, like it, it continues to bring to light more things about the Jake relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of good good tidbits. Lots of good tea, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to discuss lyrics, or are we going to wait until we talk about the video to discuss lyrics mm. for this one? Let's wait. Okay. More. Well, no, let's do lyrics so that we can talk about, like, the things in the literal video. Okay. So, yes. Some, some notable lyrics. La- laughed at my dreams, rolled your eyes at my jokes. Mm-hmm. Similar to, like, in Begin Again when she says, like, it's strange you think I'm funny because he never did. Mm-hmm. And in All Too Well 10-Minute Version when she says I was never good at telling jokes. Right. Um, the thing about him being raised in, like, a gay community in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Like, Jake obviously growing up in L.A. and, like, having all these, like, famous family friends. Right. And, like, being right. in the industry. Yeah. And then her saying, I grew yeah. up on a farm. It no, wasn't it wasn't a mansion. a mansion from your, like, investment banker father. Right. Like, okay. It's like... That's really tough. Let's It's really breath. tough. Yeah. I mean... Especially because, like, she doesn't need to say that mm-hmm. for the thing about Jake to still, like, hit. Mm-hmm. And I think especially, like... I mean, obviously, at this time in her career, she was still pretty heavily spinning, like, the small-town farm mm-hmm. girl... I think she dropped the fake country accent, but mm-hmm. like you know, it was right. still kind of the force mm-hmm. and the narrative. And now, especially with like so much distance from that, and like as we've discussed, it's just like so incredibly obvious that that was like mm-hmm. not her story, like at yeah, all. It's, like, so funny. That just makes it like even funnier and annoying to hear it mm-hmm. in this song now. It's also funny because. You know, in this song, she makes a lot of digs on how much money he has and how much money he spends on things. She's obviously, like, insanely more rich than him right. now. So that's just funny, too, because it's like, right. okay, but, like, you've certainly spent a shit You ton certainly of money have a million-dollar couch, so right. let's be real. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just, you know, yeah. a funny it is thing funny. about this. I I do like the part where she says, "Do you have all the space you need?" Mm-hmm. Because 
you know, and we are never getting back together. We haven't seen each other in a month. When you said you needed space. What? <laughs> um, I thought this was this was interesting. I think I saw this on like Genius Lyrics or whatever. Like the part like turned out I'm harder to forget than I was to leave mm-hmm. is very similar to in Long Story Short where she's like, I always thought I looked better in the mm-hmm. rear. Like I always mm-hmm. thought I looked better in the rear view. Yeah, that's um, cool. And this idea that she's been in relationships where people like don't appreciate her mm-hmm. when she's in them, and it's more just like looking back mm-hmm. on that. So yeah. yeah. And, and it relates to, again, like, all too well, 10-minute version in the short film that starts with the quote that's, like, what is it? Oh, yeah. Love, is, Love so is, short, is so short. Forgetting is so long. long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, again, the part about, like, the cool indie music mm-hmm. concerts, mm-hmm. similar to We Are Never Getting Back Together. So yeah. it's just fun. So I have a question for you. Yeah. At, now that we have the vault track, specifically this one and all too well, 10-minute version... Do you feel like you view Jake in their relationship as more of an asshole than you did before? Or same amount? Mm. That's such an interesting question. I will say that... Okay, here's what I think. I think even though we have more information, none of it surprises me. Like, it's (laughs) what I already thought. Mm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, I guess we have more, like detail right right but I don't think there's any like bombshell like Mm. I didn't expect that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah I think that's fair I I've been trying to decide what I think because like the main takeaways are like the age thing Mm -hmm. the like he thinks he's so cool Mm -hmm. kind of thing like money yeah but like all of that, I feel being like, like back and forth. being back and forth. Yeah, I think honestly, like I think you're right. It just highlights what we already knew more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, I think even more so with the longer version of All Too Well. Like, I'm just like, oh, this really was like a super fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, I think before, like, I knew it was intense. And I knew she was, like, heartbroken by it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think I just hadn't really, like, thought about it in the same, like, with the same Mm -hmm. amount of intensity or... Yeah. Right. It was like, okay, we knew he broke her heart, but, like, what what was it specifically? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think it's interesting to think about even having now nothing new Mm -hmm. because that, I think, gives us more into a window also of just, like, how she was personally. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think she was feeling so insecure about, Mm -hmm. like, who she was and and her career and, like, her, you know, kind of straddling childhood and adulthood. And so, like, I also think that that shows how much like more susceptible she was to be affected by this Mm -hmm. relationship and these different things Mm -hmm. in the relationship because again like was this relationship fucked up yes but it was also three months long Mm -hmm. so like I think that she probably like all these songs are coming from probably like one event or Mm -hmm. one party or Mm -hmm. one you know Mm -hmm. and so like but I think she was in such a, like, place that it totally, like, devastated her. Because she yeah. didn't have a lot of, like, she didn't have a very strong sense of self to, like, mm-hmm. fall back on, almost. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So, any other thoughts on that? So. Uh, no. Um, Forever, Forever winter. winter. I enjoy Forever Winter. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's interesting because we were both saying, like, you know, when you first hear it, you kind of just assume it's, like, a relationship-type song, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the more I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is, like, a mental health song. Yeah, exactly. About, like, someone who it doesn't seem like she's in a relationship with. No. Um, a friend. A perhaps friend. Her perhaps her brother, we were thinking. Um, someone but close. In someone life, close. You know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It's... It's interesting. I think, like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to get like a, just a sort of a different subject mm-hmm. from Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also think like I think it's just the bells or whatever, but the production on this kind of reminds me of like a lover song. Mm, interesting. The horns yeah. are too much for me. I do have the horns. I'm. I wasn't feeling the horns, but you know. <laughs> whatever yep um i think the only the only like strange line to me in this is getting pulled down by gravity because obviously john mayer john mayer but yeah, i don't but there's think, no like, way i don't this think it's like about john mayer but i just think it's interesting that like that's in there mm. and then there's also, i mean like the i energy. did say like listening to this i'm like this has a superman vibe which right. we know is about john it mayer. has like, a superman this, vibe which is interesting and also just, like, the idea of, like, calling really late at night and, like, the dear John being, like, long were the nights. Mm. You know, like... 5 a.m. wasted. Exactly. Sounds like John Mayer. Sounds like John to me. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah. There's just kind of these whispers of John Mayer. I mean, maybe there was something... Maybe, like, the original idea was, like, inspired by him, but then it was just, like, she just extrapolated, like, mm-hmm. this song from it or, like, diluted it down so mm-hmm. much or something. Wow. Because it kind of, in a way, I feel like it could be spun as, like, a song that was inspired by, like, a really, really early days time with John Mayer where, like, mm. he was, quote-unquote, struggling. But then when you have the zoomed-out view, he was actually just emotionally abusive. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but I just, like, honestly don't... Yeah. I don't know. Like, do I... Like, is that the cross I die on as a theory? <laughs> like, no. It's just a speculation. But it's something to think about. Yeah. 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 Run. I really don't like this one. Me neither. It's so boring. It's really boring. Similarly, so this one is featuring Ed Sheeran, and this is the first song they wrote together. Oh, okay. And... That shows because it's a worse version of Everything Has Changed. Right. Which is, you know, their duet on the original. Right. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't care. Don't care. It's it's boring. It's really repetitive. Yeah. They're, we're not really... We're not really getting no. much information from this song, no. if you will. <laughs> and that's what we want. And that's what we want. The very first night. I enjoyed The Very First Night. Me too. This I, one, this I like one, this one a lot. Kind of similar to how, like, I Bet You Think About Me is, like... A more, I don't know, upbeat, I guess, version of I Almost Do. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, is very similar to all... It's not, like, similar to all too <laughs> right, well, but, like, right. there's... This is, like, the happy <laughs> version yeah. of that. Just, like, because she's, like, the part about, like, dancing in the kitchen mm-hmm. and, like... And the car ride. In the car ride. Which, and, like, like, 
ever take a shot every no. time she mentions the car ride. No. But that's what I'm saying. Like, right, there was right. one car ride, <laughs> no, and, and everything, the and there was one dinner party, and there, you know what I mean. Right. So it's like, right. was it fucked up? Yes, but like, do I also think that it's like <laughs> majorly made a huge thing out of like a small yes. thing? Yes, yes, I also agreed. Um, yeah. So I just gotta mention the two. The, the two gay yeah, please, lines please. in Very First Night. I mean, maybe there's more gay lines, but the ones that jump out to me are, firstly, built to fall apart. We have a lot of her gay tracks where she's like, we were doomed from the beginning. Mm. And then also, we broke the status quo. Heterosexuality. <laughs> okay. I just want to leave, leave it to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing that influence trickle in. Okay. All right. Now All to the, well <laughs> now to the the heavy hitter. Okay. Um. So. I mean, where to even fucking begin? I mean, do you want to just like go through the notable lyrics? I I would like to go through the notable lyrics. I also would like you to speak on original versus ten minute and your thoughts. Okay. Well, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. In our private lives. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's interesting. It was like, what did you ask? Like, which like which one do you like better? But that's not fair. No, I know. That's not fair. Question. But I just feel like we need to discuss. Yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah. need to discuss them as okay. a pair okay. before okay. we dive into 10-minute Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So we did, we did talk about, like, listening to the 10-minute version. And again, it's unclear, like, it's unclear like how much was changed in terms of like production mm-hmm, or anything mm-hmm. in this re-recording than like when she originally wrote it. Right. But the new sections definitely like pretty much every new section has a different tune mm-hmm. than like the song. Yeah. So in that way it it does feel a little bit of like a lot of kind of parts like put together mm-hmm. not mm-hmm completely a cohesive song yeah so it's interesting because like I do I some of the sections in the 10 minute version in terms of like the lyrics and the information it gives us like whatever like I'm obsessed with yeah Yeah, but in terms of like an overall song Mm -hmm. I think the original is a better overall song Mm -hmm. like packaged song Mm mm-hmm it's, I mean, it's very clear having the 10-minute version that she edited it down in, like, the best way. Yes. Like, I think she took what is a very cool, kind of more stream of consciousness mm-hmm. song and made it a literal iconic, right? like, will go down in history track. Right. And, know? like, just, yeah, in terms of that song, like, you know having kind of a consistent melody and like mm-hmm. building to the bridge and then coming like mm-hmm. I just think that that just like structurally the structure is really strong yeah like more so than this one but obviously with the 10 minute version like yes obviously just like the tea it gives us but also mm-hmm. like some of these lyrics are like amazing yeah so and there's things I really like I really like the end of it and everything mm-hmm. so it's not I don't know so yeah. I guess I guess that I'm I'm glad that we got the original mm-hmm. in the way... Like, I'm glad that things unfolded the way it Me did. Me too. I'm yeah. glad that, like, she cut it down and we got the original that mm-hmm. we did, and now we have this. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it's such a crazy thing because it's, like, 
listening to the 10 minute version is basically like getting your favorite song twice yeah and like getting like a sequel to your favorite song it's like literally like you have your favorite song and then you get another favorite song built into that favorite song yeah thus becoming two favorite songs like it's just like a crazy it's a crazy thing. thing and like only Taylor could do something know, like this. I know, And it's just amazing. And it's crazy, too, because she wasn't going to put this on the re-recording. But then she heard the fans. She heard the battle cries. <laughs> and I will say, we did put it on a pod. We did. And we all know. She's listening. She's listening. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So, shall we get into the lyrics? Or anything else on just the Yeah. Lyrics? I mean, the only other thing just... I mean, when we get into the lyrics, this will become clear. But, like... What I do think is interesting to think about is, like, the stuff that she cut from this 10-minute version to make the original, mm-hmm. like, is all the stuff about him being older, mm. which I think is, like, fascinating. Interesting. Like, I didn't, like, think about that. There's nothing in the original that, like, really, I mean, mm. we know because we know who the song's about, that they have this age difference, but, like... Wait, that's so, so interesting. I didn't I know. realize that. No, I know. I'm like, whose decision Wait, so was in that? The, on the original Red yes. album, yes. is there anything about them being different ages? I don't think so. That's crazy. I know. I know. I'm pretty sure the only song like that is Dear John, which is obviously mm. not on Red and about John Mayer. But with Jake, she really wasn't spinning the age difference until now. Wow. Which I just find I know. I wonder if it's honestly because she had already done that with John Mayer. Yeah. And if at the time, like, she or her label or whoever was, like, trying to fight against the narrative of her being young Mm -hmm. or immature or, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because the handling of, I mean, the way she discusses her relationship with Jake on the original version of Red... I feel like for the most part is pretty like obviously it puts him in bad a bad light at times but it's not it's not as damning to me as like the lyrics that are now in the 10 minutes yeah 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 yeah. or I bet you think about me right you know so I think that's kind of why I was asking the question Mm. earlier too because I'm like with this bonus stuff like she's really dragging him yeah and I don't really think she was she was maybe dragging him with, like, we are never getting back together. Right. But, like, she, like, mm-hmm. all too well original version wasn't a drag right. of Jake. Right. And, like, you know, so it's just so interesting to yeah. then get this version where she's literally like, mm. fuck you. Yeah. You were so much older than me and you were an asshole. Like, yeah. it's just, like, fascinating. Yeah, that's really interesting. So. Damn. I also think what's interesting about the 10-minute version is... Unlike in the original, she, like, directly addresses the subject mm. by being, like, just between us, did the love affair maim you yeah. too? Like, were you also affected by this? Like, mm. that's also not a piece in All Too Well original, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. I think, I, I don't know, I... I think it's interesting the the you know to get into the lyrics mm-hmm. like he's gonna say it's love you never called it what it was mm-hmm. to like so obviously be like 
he literally like never said mm-hmm. I love you. I don't know. It just, until like, they were broken up, it seems. Until they're broken up, yeah. right? Um, the secret message in the original liner notes for State of Grace is love doesn't count after goodbye. Mm-hmm. So clearly, yeah, it's like getting that narrative of like we are never getting back together. Right. He calls me up, I love you. You know, like. Right. Well, yeah, and that as that thing. line continues, like, you never called it what what it was till it was dead and gone. Right. You know? So it's like... Exactly. Yeah. Um, which that's one of... I mean, one of many, but one of my favorite of the new lines. Till we were... The till we were gonna The, go. like... Like, I was thinking on the drive down, he's gonna say mm-hmm. it's love. He never called it what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that Yeah. One. And I think... I don't know. The, the whole part about, like, the till we were dead and gone, that, like... I think it's interesting how much of all too well ten minute version has elements of stuff on Evermore. Yes, I think it's like crazy Wild. because this has a real Ivy vibe. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and then also in the one, there's like yeah. I'm sorry for digging up the grave another time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's like that part about like you you know you held my life stream from the grave right. or like whatever. Right. Um, or yeah, three months in the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just, I just think that's so crazy. It's crazy, and it, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how But I've always thought the one was about Jake. You have, yeah. So, I'm just saying. No, I know. You have. Um, would you like to comment on Kept Me Like a Secret? Kept Me Like a Secret is what we call a gay line. Okay. <laughs> I do like that line. Kept Me Like a Secret, mm-hmm. and I Kept Me Like a Note. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it is true, I think, like, as, you know, we have seen sort of, like, in the original promo of Red and now with these lyrics, too, like, I think that Jake was, like, not, like, didn't want to be public with Taylor. No. Like, he he didn't want people to know they were together. He wasn't into that you know, for whatever reason. It's crazy, though, because, like, those original paparazzi pictures. I mean, those, they knew those people were going to be there. That's, that's, like, yeah, so, like, what? But then, I don't know. I don't know if, like, he just then couldn't handle the attention, like, after Mm -hmm. the fact, or, like, I don't know. I don't know what. Um, But, yeah, so, like, I do feel like it's obviously fits with this relationship with Jake mm-hmm. but we still like a gay we like to get that gay vibe in there yeah so I think the the part two all is well that ends well like the connection mm-hmm. to lover is like crazy it's, it's just so crazy to like see these connections that like clearly in fo- like when she was writing lover mm-hmm. like she clearly thought about mm-hmm. how this line was in the 10 minute version but like mm-hmm. we didn't know that no i know it's and there's so like there's so many things like that no i know across her like discography right. it's like crazy because we got that in songs like with the fearless vault tracks too mm-hmm. like it's fucking amazing it's amazing <laughs> um well and like as we talked about even with these one like some of these vault tracks like kind of repeating stuff in other songs on Red, like, she definitely takes stuff from mm-hmm. songs. And if mm-hmm. she's like, okay, no, I'm not going to use this song. Like, I'll take this line right. I really like and put it in something else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, like, then interesting to then get the song and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, she used this part or whatever. Right, yeah. I think the, yeah, every time you double-cross my mind, mm-hmm. again, evermore, sending yes. signals to be double-crossed. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, one one of the most kind of, you know, damning lines. Mm-hmm. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. And that made me want to die. Yeah. I, I love that one. I love that one too, yeah. Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah. And I love, yeah, some actors asking me what happened. And everyone thought it was like Jennifer Aniston. And then someone was like, it's not Jennifer Aniston. And then people think it's like Anna. I know. It's like so funny. It's amazing. Anne Hathaway's like... No, really. I'd love to not be in this narrative. Exactly. Um, again, the okay. So what I think is interesting is on also on Red original version, mm-hmm. like standard version without bonus tracks. There is nothing about her birthday, mm-hmm. but on all of these bonus stuff, there's so much about her birthday. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, the moment I knew is entirely about her. Right, which and was then, on the bonus originally. Which was only, right. But, and then this one, like, mm-hmm. supposed to be fun turning 20. Like, that's also just, again, it kind of gets to your thing about, like, the age stuff mm-hmm. was so kept out. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that might have even been why, like, the moment I knew was, like, a bonus track mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's really interesting, yeah. And, like, how much do you think he regrets not going to that fucking oh party? Oh, my God. He's, <laughs> like, He's like, if I had just gone to her fucking birthday, <laughs> yeah. like, none of this would have happened. And if I'd given her back the scarf. Exactly. <laughs> Return the scarf. <laughs> like, it's honestly amazing. Um, okay, so this is interesting because this was something that you asked the first time we listened, where you were like, do you think that she edited some of these lyrics? Mm-hmm. Because, like, the I'll get older, but your lovers stay my mm-hmm. age. Like, I don't know who he dated right after her. I don't either. Let's see. Um, I will say, what I will say just generally about that part I love because it comes right after what was originally like the end of the song. Mm-hmm. So then when she comes in and she's like, I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. I'm like, Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like everything. it's amazing. It's um, but yeah, it's interesting, especially knowing now that in 2021, he's like 40 and dating a 25-year-old. Mm. So like, it's very, like, it feels like too timely to have been written back then. But I right. don't, like, I don't think, like, I don't really think she would add something in that she didn't write then. Even though it yeah. just feels. No, I agree. Like, okay, so, so apparently, according now, to Us Weekly, yes. he had a brief fling with Jessica Loundace. Okay. Um, Is that a person you know? It's... Oh my god, wait, okay, yeah. Um, an actress, and she she is a year older than Taylor. Okay. But, like, the same age, basically. Okay. And so he probably would have been involved with her at the time that she was writing All Too Well? Yes. Um, okay. And honestly, if he did make a big deal about their age difference in the end, that had to fucking hurt that he just started dating another mm-hmm. girl like her age mm-hmm. right away. Right. To, to literally be like, we might have worked out if you were my age. Right. Well, like, and then he also, after that, started dating Alyssa Miller, who is Taylor's age exactly. Mm-hmm. Trash. I mean, he was dating her in 2013, so that might have been like a while after. But mm-hmm. anyway, like... So there was clearly so, already a pattern. Right, right. Me. And, like, you know, obviously, because he's, like, never not dating someone. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably was dating someone already. So right. she could, like, you know, right. that. Yeah, so that that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's really interesting, too, the line about, like, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight mm-hmm. because that's, 
very similar to tolerate it Mm -hmm. where there's like the line like I'll gain the weight of you and lose it and similar to in which we'll talk about but the short film Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like similarities to tolerate it with like the washing dishes Mm -hmm. scene Mm -hmm. um so I I don't know that that's really interesting to me because that makes me think tolerate it could like very well be about him right well that's the other thing that's so interesting about getting these additional lyrics is like it does it does make you think what sort of influence did this relationship have on folklore and evermore mm-hmm. because i mean i know like you said you felt like the one has been a jake song like mm-hmm. pretty much since the beginning i definitely thought this was a relationship that was like entirely out of her mind mm-hmm. not a force in her creative work like at all mm-hmm. and now hearing this it's like uh, yeah because but tolerate it would make- also has that energy of like I'm a kid and, and like, you're so you're old. An adult. Yeah. And like And again, like I I don't think it's that she's like still affected by this emotion. Right. But right. if she's like, you know, especially happy in her relationship with Joe right now, like mm-hmm. she's gonna look to things she's gonna to be inspired to by. Yeah. And as we've discussed, as much as she's like everything I write now is based in fiction. Right. Like well, nothing I, she writes is based no. in fiction. No. So if she's like, let me look to these older experiences mm-hmm. and like write about them again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know. What's also interesting about that is, like, I mean, maybe this is, like, too, like, too far down the rabbit hole, if you will. But, like, by the time she's writing songs like Tolerate It, she already knows she's doing the re-recordings. Mm-hmm. She may already know that she's going to put out these songs that have, like, similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, 10-minute version, vault track, So it's whatever. almost like a reverse Easter egg. Like, it's almost like... A reverse Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if it is, wow. you know? Wow. It just makes you think crazy. Um, okay, this next line is crazy. Did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? It just makes you rethink everything. Why? Because of all the lines about, like, paint you blue in the other songs. Mm, other yeah, songs. yeah. Like, that again Well, is, the twin flame is, like, back to, to, state, to of state of grace. Right, right. But the paint you blue is, like, all the songs of reputation, uh, yeah, cool yeah. summer, like I mean it might make sense that like I mean, I don't know. I I do think kind of similar to how we were like like she does use blue in different mm-hmm. ways. Kind of like how she's it's, used gold in Right. Ways. It's not like, always like super consistent, mm-hmm. but it could be that she does use this like as a way like in these other songs about other relationships mm-hmm. comparatively. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Right. All the songs where she talks about, like, gold compared to blue. Right. Right. Yeah, I would say it's more like that, like a thread just as a writer that she, like, right. returns to or reuses versus, like, all the other songs that mention blue also being about Jake Gyllenhaal. Because, like, like no. Right. Like, It's, like, no. not about Jake Gyllenhaal. No, exactly. But, like, yeah. But, it, again, it's, it's a reverse Easter egg mm-hmm. because it's, like, this was, like, the first thing she wrote with that idea yeah and yet we're getting it after all these other things anyway i think it's interesting all the stuff about snow Mm -hmm. that has been now repeated in Mm -hmm. like this new stuff yeah um because yeah the first fall of snow and then in i bet you think about me we felt like an early spring snow yeah um this is interesting that that you put like the echoes in the out outro Mm -hmm. like 
calling back to remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes like from on red, red yeah the track yeah i well, saw that on twitter actually yeah that well was, someone else had a post like making that mm, point so and yeah. we've talked about how like so the, the all too well 10 minute version is like symbolic for their age difference mm-hmm. and how because of the 10 year age difference. the 10 year age difference and i think it makes sense too because the song really kind of ends at like nine minutes yeah and then she kind of like drags it out for mm-hmm. like you know a very slow volume fade for like mm-hmm. another minute mm-hmm. which i think is like right symbolic exactly yeah to yeah. have it reach that and 10 minute because mark. it's 10 years since she wrote it right mm. didn't you say that i didn't say that but oh but. wow that's another part of a piece to the puzzle i guess so okay so what other things are then in the short film that are that we haven't discussed as in the lyrics i mean do we want to just kind of like talk about the short film as like a as a whole Mm -hmm. and like just the concept our general like thoughts Mm -hmm. because there's obviously like a lot of like easter eggs Mm -hmm. in the video and you know it's new territory for Taylor calling it a short film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a premiere, thank God. Yes. <laughs> a theatrical premiere. There was a theatrical we were unfortunately not in yes, attendance. Yes, um, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, just as a quick summary, it stars Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. Is her name right? Mm, yeah. Something? Yeah. Um, who have a similar age difference to Taylor yes. and Jake at the time mm-hmm. that the song takes place. Um, and she is 19. She's 19 and he's, he's 30. Like 30 right. um, I've seen a lot of like very endearing tweets of his like over the years being like a major Taylor Swift Oh my fan. god, that's so cute. Yeah, it's like amazing. That's and, definitely why she like wanted yeah, him. She's yeah. like, I've been a fan of his forever. Right. I'm like, a it's fan like, of what? His the maze runner? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, he's I mean, cute. no, he's I adorable. He's no shade to him, uh, no, but no. like, it's all like for her to be like, I'm a fan. Right. Um, and also, do you want to talk about why Sadie's perhaps in it? Well, you talk about that because you okay. know about it. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You've got the insights. <laughs> yeah. A close personal friend told mm-hmm. me. Um, also, as seen around, circling the Taylor Twitterverse, mm-hmm. um, pictures of Sadie on, a, on an NYC stroll with none other than Joe Allen's younger brother, who looks exactly like him, but with a man bun. Crazy. Look it up. Crazy. So they're either friends, perhaps dating, something's going on between those two, and that seems to be why she's been Mm -hmm. cast in this. I mean, again, no shade to her and her talent. She's Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, out here working as an actor and, like, in Stranger Things. We support her, love her hair. Yeah. You know, but there's there's a bit of a family connection, if you will. Right. Um... Yeah, I mean, and just kind of, yeah, overall, like, this, the short film very much show, like, shows the story of the song. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, um, it's, like, in fall, there's the car ride, there's yeah. just, like, all the things. Um, I think it's interesting, that quote that we talked about that's at the beginning, mm-hmm. love is so short, forgetting is so long, is from a connection called Tonight I Can Write, that, in which 
where the author was 19 when mm. that collection was published. That's cool. Which is, like, obviously similar to, she was either, like, 19 or 20 right, or whatever when right. she was dating him. Um, yeah, that's cool. You know, some notable Easter eggs. The car is from 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, the year, not the album. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, obviously the scarf. You know, yes. there's a lot of zooming in on right. the scarf. His wardrobe throughout it is, like, very mm-hmm. just Jake, like, the beanie, like, yeah. whatever. And, like, the gray, like, loose shirts exactly. and stuff. Um, people people were, were noticing that, like, in the dinner scene, her glass of wine is full because she was 20. And she publicly said, like, I had my first sip of alcohol at age 21. Oh, interesting. So, like, so she's like, I didn't so drink it. So she's like, it. I didn't drink it. That's hilarious. Yeah. like, she obviously. I mean, I don't know. But, like, she's made... I don't know. It's such a thing that, like, maybe she didn't, but... um, And, again, kind of, like, another Evermore thing is, like, the whole kitchen argument being about, like, you drop my hand, Mm -hmm. champagne problems. So, Mm -hmm. like, Shout out to champagne problems. You know, they're doing a crossword in this. Again, just, like, really, like, giving us... The, the mm-hmm. story visually that we already get from, like, the lyrics. Right. The right. 21st birthday. Um, the guy who plays her dad was in Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so another family connection. Exactly, exactly. Um, oh, the typewriter where she's, like, crumpling up papers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a line also where it's, like, crumpled up piece of paper. Right. But also, she All Too Well was the first song that she wrote for Red. Mm. And she wrote it after, like, a long period of writer's block. Because she was, like, it was too raw to even, like, know how to write about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching the, like, actress, like, sit down at the, like, typewriter is, like, symbolic. Right, right. Um, um. Yeah. The, the, oh, him later on played by Jake Lyon, mm. whoever that is. The only other thing I feel, like, super of note is is like her being the writer later mm-hmm. and the novel cover. Yeah. Which people have said looks very similar to The Giving Tree, which is like about toxic relationships mm-hmm. and like someone taking from someone else. Also um, has an Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Wonderland and there have been many Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. Easter eggs in this and the I Bet You Think About Me music video. Yeah. Such so. as. Oh, in the other video? Mm-hmm. Um, she pulls the rabbit out of the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the red rose the red rose thing. like paint they're painting the white roses mm-hmm. red um and similarly on jimmy fallon yes she said like she come, says, down, the like, come down the rabbit hole with us so like yeah. we lie awake at night so wondering. yeah a thing about the easter eggs like so when she's on jimmy fallon and she's talking about the easter eggs, she's like is it too soon for to do easter eggs this three bitch. years in the future this so obviously bitch. that is an easter egg yeah and my <laughs> thought is that the whole re-recordings are going to be, like, released over three years, mm-hmm. which would make sense because there's six albums, mm-hmm. and so far she's doing, like, two a year. Right. And we think that 1989 will be the last yes. one. So that's why she's, like, teasing these, like, little things, mm-hmm. and that will be, like, the grand finale. So that's why, like, there are these 1989 Easter eggs, like, you know, the car and the short film, and we'll get into the ones in I Bet You Think About Me. But... We don't think that's gonna be the next one. We think Speaking Now is gonna be the next exactly. one. Exactly. But she's like dropping these. Yeah, I feel things, like we're gonna be which getting. Which makes sense because Alice in Wonderland, there's a song mm-hmm. Wonderland on 1989. Like, I think we're gonna be getting 1989 Easter eggs just consistently right. throughout. The, the way we got like Wildest Dreams. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
going to I Bet You Think About Me. Yes. Um, the Easter eggs. So the, the wedding cake, um, there's like the numbers like 13 and 26 on it, and people were noticing that um, Taylor's 26 when 1989 came mm. out. Twenty. It's also I Bet You Think About Me is the 26th mm-hmm. track on the re-recording album. Um, and there's like seagulls on the bottom of the cake, mm-hmm. which is similar to like the shirt she's wearing on the 1989 cover. Yep. And also the the cake, like grabbing the cake with her hand, is very similar to the blank mm-hmm. space music video when she put the knife in the cake and the red blood right. comes out. Right. Um, I mean, I think this music video in general just has a lot of blank space vibes in particular. Yes. Like when she and Miles because, are dancing, right. very similar blank space shot when she's walking away in with the, the dress and looking yeah, exactly. back, blank space. Mm-hmm. All her like crazy Taylor like facial exactly, expressions, right. like such a similar energy, which is just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting too because it's also very symbolic of like speaking out of the song mm-hmm. of like it's literally the plot it's literally the plot of yeah. speaking out of the song where she's like messing up someone else's wedding mm-hmm. um and mo- most recently she posted a tiktok like of miles and his wife his actual wife plays the bride in the music video they're like dancing and it says like the chances of your ex like showing up on your wedding day are low and then it like cuts to Taylor in the corner with like a creepy face, but not zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So like she's she's hitting us hard with the speak now content. Exactly. Um, other things, the same gift. There's like a red mm-hmm. gift that she like that has the scarf in it that she gives to Miles Taylor's wife. That is the same gift it, at her 21st birthday in the short film. Um, and it's also like the box gift that she sent mm-hmm. to like celebrities in promo. Exactly. Um, we do we do have to mention that she gives it to the bride because that's interesting. Mm. And it happens when the line "You can't help who you fall for." But but she gives what the present? The gift. Yeah. Right, but the gift is her scarf. So she was like, "Haha, I was with your guy first. Interesting. You don't think so? I don't know what I think. Mm, okay. I just think she said you can't help who you fall for, and she gave a gift to a woman. All right. And she I... was doing it in that gay-ass red suit. True. I'm um, taking notes. <laughs> other things. Okay, there's seagulls on the tablecloth. So, again, 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, let's She's see. She's seated at the kids' table. Yes. Symbolic. Treating her like a child. <laughs> and the, the top hat. Is like mm, that she has mm-hmm. is similar to the like one she wore at the 2012 Europe Music Awards mm-hmm, where she performed. Mm-hmm. We're never getting back together. Yep. I liked the um, the thing about like the dancing scene where she's dancing with Miles Teller is it goes from so her dress goes from white to red, but the lighting goes from blue to dark gray, mm-hmm. which is cool. what she says in red the song. Mm-hmm. Um, Another, like, lyric parallel this we missed before is when she says in this song, she's insane, she wrote a song about me, ties back to blank space. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you I'm insane. Yeah. So that's interesting. It is interesting. Here's my question for you about the music video as a whole. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, 
Blake Lively directed this. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. Love the video. Is this the first time a woman that is not Taylor has directed the Taylor music video? Mm. I don't I know. She had so. that woman do the documentary. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that she's had a woman do yeah, a music video that that be. besides her, which is crazy. Mm. But I'm glad for this Blake Lively collab. Oh, yeah. For sure. Do you want to talk about the Easter egg thing with the Blake Lively post, Instagram post? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so after the music video came out, Blake Lively posted a picture of herself standing at a urinal, presumably the urinals in the first scene Mm -hmm. of the music video. She is standing at the third urinal in a line of four, and she's looking off to the side, like, to the right and down a bit. The shot very closely mirrors the shot in the man music video where Taylor is dressed as a man and is peeing on the wall, which is graffitied with all of her, you know, stolen album mm-hmm. names. So it mimics that shot, and where Blake is looking in the picture is where Speak Now is on the wall in the man music video. She also made the caption, not a lot going on at the moment, mm-hmm. which is the caption Taylor always uses before she drops a fucking album. Exactly. Speak now is coming. Speak now, <laughs> yes. Yes, I, you know, forgot to mention the other, another Easter egg for Speak Now is in the short film, the, the like, chapters where she's, like, mm-hmm. the reeling, the breakdown is very similar to, like, the story, story of us. us. Yeah. Um, I mean, in classic Taylor fashion, like, we could be absolutely wrong that Speak Now is next. It feels very it obvious. It feels very obvious, though. And it, more, like, so, more so, than so than ever of, before. Yes. I agree with you, but I just, like... I'm starting to wonder if she does these things so that we are not right. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm almost like, do you purposely do things to throw us off? I mean, maybe. But that's so annoying. Because, like, we want, like, I guess I my know. question I feel is, like, do you okay, think she the, wants people to figure it out? Well, well, that's an interesting question, though, because I, I think that, like, it, it would a little bit ruin the fun mm. if she does that. And I don't think she wants to do that. No. I agree. Because it's like, ha ha. And like, like, I fooled you. And like, I don't think she wants to do that. I think she mm-hmm. likes, I think she likes that people figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It will be interesting. But, it, the other thing I see that you put, was this her post about Red, that like, it has always been ours? Because that's right, another right, yeah, for when, Speak Now, which right. ours is a bonus track on Speak Now. Right, but yeah, she wrote like, tomorrow Red will be mine, but it has always been ours. Yeah. So, so again, it's it's, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's evidence. And she was selling the red CD for twenty dollars in ten cents. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Speak now came out, and the font of the price was in purple, aka the color of Speak Now. And there's the um the shot in the I bet you think about me music video at the end where she's like with the band mm-hmm. that looks very much like the red like target deluxe cover mm, mm-hmm. yeah of speak now of speak yeah. now yes yes so true um all right there's there's kind of i guess two key things that we haven't discussed yet on our list here okay would you would you like to well okay first let's do the grammy speculation okay followed by what i will give to you I think that should be the conclusion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you take away the Grammys. I mean, obviously, if there's Grammy other chat. things before, you know, besides these two things, please. Um, 
But I would just like to, I would like to go on record and say, mm-hmm. when Taylor announced Red re-recording and said it wasn't coming out to November, I said to you. You did say. I believe via text, if anyone wants to yeah. <laughs> She's waiting until November because she wants a Grammy for yeah. Red. Because she did famously didn't get the didn't Grammy get for the Red, Red and like and it literally her life lost apart. her mind. <laughs> She's never recovered. Um, and so it's interesting because I saw again the people of Twitter are helping us out here. Um, but I guess I think it was People. Yes, did like an article about how the vault tracks for Red will be able to be eligible for the Grammys in 2023 Mm -hmm. um, because of the time, you know, their release timeline, whatever. And so I believe that she's, Taylor is really trying for an all too well 10 minute version nomination for Song of the Year. I think she's probably also trying for a I Bet You Think About Me best country yep you know best country do or whatever she she wants a grammy for she red. wants a grammy for red and i mean if all too well 10 minute can can get her that grammy amazing amazing um i just think it's so it's just so interesting because it's like taylor is such a slut for the grammys mm-hmm. and like you know that's fine i guess the grammys <laughs> aren't a force that I no. feel is good no. <laughs> but at the same time like I do understand why she wants them and she yeah. wants to keep getting them and it is very like her to be like to set herself up to get mm-hmm. a Grammy especially for a, yeah exactly especially because she's like it's like a chance to like redo mm-hmm. what Mm-hmm. what she you know exactly. and get the results she wants and I think that explains I mean I think there's a lot of reasons for her to have given so much attention to this re-release of Red and you know to give the 10 minute version of the short film and give it all the attention she has with the SNL performance the live acoustic performance like all of that like I think there's a lot of reasons for her to do that but I think the potential for a Grammy is a big one. Yes, I agree. Um, and kind of similarly with doing a video for I Bet You Think About Me, because mm-hmm. if she's trying to get some traction with awards for that song, it helps that there's a video, because right. there's just more. It, I, it makes it stand out against all the other definitely. tracks. I also think like it's unclear with like cutting All Too Well down from 10 minutes. Like It's unclear how much that was her idea versus like her label's mm-hmm. idea and mm-hmm. if it was more her label's idea then this is also yeah. like I mean the re-recordings in general are such like a fuck you to her old label mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this too could be like you told me I had to like cut this down and like people are obsessed with it being 10 minutes and like and it's I gonna have a win a grand yeah. like no I, I don't know like absolutely true. I, I, d- I think she also probably wanted to cut it down but you know I think she knew she had to cut it down for sure, but I also agree with what you're saying, and I wouldn't be surprised if, or if they were like take out the age stuff. Uh, or that's whatever, what I was just you know, say. Yeah. Especially if like Scott or whoever was like, "Well, we're not pushing this narrative, so right. like get that out right. of the song." Mm-hmm. Then to now have it and have it do. I mean, it's already like broken like streaming records yeah. oh, and yeah. like it's like the top on her Spotify, mm-hmm. top on like whatever. So like, you know, obviously she's already like 
adding to the fuck yous to her former label, but yeah. Yeah, if she gets a Grammy for it, wow. Wow. All right. All right. We would like to close this podcast. I was going to say, close us out with, with this discovery. You know, we've obviously been, been talking a lot about, you know, Taylor's messages to Jake that have been, you know, revealed on this re-recording. Mm-hmm. And you might be wondering, has he responded? Exactly. And we believe he has. <laughs> yes. Um, so... He is rumored, his cat is rumored to have an Instagram account. Um, Miss Fluffelstiltskin is his cat. Unconfirmed if this is actually his cat. Unconfirmed if it's his cat, but this is... It's a, there's a strong case being made a that strong this is his cat. case. So he's allegedly the cat, and he is supposedly the manager of this account. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on November 16th, <laughs> 2021, Let the Record Show, the cat addressed the situation... With November 16th, so that's, what, four days after the recording came out? Yes. Okay. Um, with a post that said, Meowch, y'all need to calm down and stop cyberbullying. And obviously the Swifties are cyberbullying Jake and all because of Taylor's exactly. exactly. We don't condone the cyberbullying, No, I we don't. Say. No, it's, we don't. It's ridiculous. Yes. If you're a cyberbullier, yeah, fucking no, stop. Don't. Don't Just tell don't him to do kill that. himself. Don't like don't, we don't tell John Mayer to die, even no, though he's trash. No, like he doesn't like, need to die. No. Like no. take a breath. Yeah. Go on a walk. You can you can like, support Taylor without wanting someone else to be harmed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that said, <laughs> obviously a response. A ton of people have been, you know, trolling him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Yes. So, and yeah, and then also, doesn't he have a comment exchange from his account with the cat? Isn't that a thing? Um, this is this is all this all can be found on a BuzzFeed article. Just to yes, to anyone who wants to dig deeper into the cat theory, you will find the information on BuzzFeed. <laughs> right. So okay. But so isn't I there guess... the time where he had the comment exchange? Yes. This. Okay, so apparently Miss Fluffelstiltskin has denied that she belongs to Jake <laughs> Hall because she said, so let me see if I have this straight. Humans use the internet to send me messages thinking I'm Jake's cat, but they don't use the same internet to figure out that Jake doesn't have a cat. Not gonna lie, starting to fear for this species. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote, watch the throne, Fluff. On his, like, actual Instagram. On, yes, mm-hmm. his actual Instagram. And she replied, people think I'm your cat, dude. I can't even go outside anymore. Actually, I've never been outside. And he responded, we all know whose cat you are. The luckiest person in the world. And she wrote, here we go. So, what if it's, like, his girlfriend's cat? Yeah, but he has a new girlfriend, like, every week. Like, Yeah, true. Not he, no, There's no longevity. Exactly. There. No, exactly. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. So, here's my question. Why did people start to think it was his cat? I, I'll what be honest was... with you, like I haven't done enough research on okay, his cat okay. to like be able to answer <laughs> questions about it. I'm it's not even just, sure I fully read this article. We just but, know that it's been but it's been speculated and, and then, the cat like it, it has been speculated like far prior to, to this. To this. Right. But now the so people are like already thinking it's his cat, and then the fact that the cat did has this. responded. Yeah, it seems. it's either a very a very um, pop culture. Aware cat. cat, or it's Jake's cat. Exactly. I I choose to believe it's Jake's yeah. cat, <laughs> and we we leave you to make the decision. Yeah, yourself. make the final decision yeah. yourself. I mean, I have to say also, if 
if it is an account connected to Jake, the fact that it's for a cat, yeah, kind of a mind fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. We know Tavor loves her cats, and famously, Jake is a dog man. <laughs> <laughs> and we leave you with that. Stream the re-recording. Stream the re-recording. Keep listening to folklore's. We've got so much coming up. So much so more much, to share. So much to share. So excited. And yeah. We'll see you back here we'll in a couple of weeks. We'll see you back here. I can pick you again. I just miss you. And I just wish you were a better